Imagine all of your professional or career goals coming true, and you built a business that had a great brand and employed hundreds or thousands of people. But within a span of a few short years, it was completely gone. That's what's happening in American business these days, and we want to know why. Welcome to Brandology Podcast, where we discuss the rise and fall of great brands and the leadership methods which built them or took them down. Your brand is everything that matters. It's your culture, finances, marketing, and leadership. It's your brand. Protect it. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode. I'm David Morrow, your host, along with co-host Mark Mosher. And we have uh, a special guest this week. We have Britana Finke. She's an executive with Innovations Branding House. Uh, they are a, a branding marketing firm uh, that really gets eyes on small to mid-sized businesses. Uh, they're able to you know, meet, strategize, measure the marketing and the uh, uh, brand development of businesses, and uh, we're excited to, uh, to get started. All right, so um, welcome, Ritana. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Great. So uh, this is David Morrow, the host, along with my co-host, Mark Mosher. Mark, how are you? Hello, hello. Good. And so um, why don't we just start at the top? Um, first, thank you for coming. We really appreciate you being on. And um, just tell us about yourself. Tell us about what is your current role. Let's just start at the top. Like, what's your current role personally? And then what does your organization do? Okay. Well, yeah, let me just start right there. Again, uh, I'm Bertana Finke. I'm with Innovations Branding House. We're a marketing agency, uh, a full service marketing agency. What that means to uh, businesses is that uh, we, we keep everything in house, um, which means that we can handle strategy anywhere from, uh, you know, social media strategy to full marketing strategy and every outlet um, to grow your business. So. We typically work with uh, either one or two types of businesses or organizations to help them grow. Uh, the first business, uh, they're probably uh, growing um, and they did okay um, for, for a while, And but th they've cherry picked in marketing. So they've probably gotten a website built and they've gotten, you know, they may have a marketing internal person that's handling their social media, uh, but they're not really leveraging those things to help grow the business. And, and there's this aha moment that they, that they all of a sudden they go, oh, that's marketing. Right. Um, so that's where we come in. So either they reach out to me or, you know, I'm still, um, I'm still in the game with cold calling. And when I find a business that I feel like needs help, I will reach out to them as well. Um, so we, we work um, in a way that we just have a discussion and, I'm in, and want to make sure the business has goals. Um, so that we know what we're shooting for. That's very important. So you're um, almost like a virtual CMO, Chief Marketing yeah. Officer. Love the way you put that. That yeah. exactly. Yeah, because um, that's kind of what we do. What we do is we're the virtual CIO, right? We're like the, instead of employing one brilliant person, right? Um, no one person in technology can know everything. So we're the virtual CIO where we provide a team instead. That kind of theory. 
that's that perfect. Okay. And that's about, that's exactly, you know, whenever you, um, the first or the, and I'll explain the second business in a second, the first business or the second business, once we decide that we want to enter into a partnership together, yes, you get a full staff of about five people um, that's on your account and they're actively on your account on a daily basis. Um, and we're always thinking one step ahead um, to make sure that you're meeting your goals because every business has different goals for what they want out there. Sure. Um, so the second business that we that we work with or we can typically help are, are currently with an agency uh, and maybe the agency, uh, the, the relationship may not work out. The creative ideas aren't, aren't, aren't flowing correctly or the business may feel as though um, in some instances, the agency doesn't understand them. Uh, mm -hmm. So the messaging is a little off. So, you know, and I think a lot of that, um, you know, whenever it gets right down to it, it's all about that understanding from the front and having those very transparent conversations to go, where are you now and where do you want to be? So uh, we're, we're a great marketing firm, again, that can handle everything, but we, we strategize and we, and we work toward goals um, continuously. Excellent. Okay, good. That's good. So we'll have a um, we'll have a link to your website as well um, down below on our on our uh, on our page for this episode. Yes. Um, so let me ask you, like, what is personally? How long have you been there? So I have now been with Innovations uh, for two years. Okay. Uh, and what what kind of drove you to to go there? Like, what's your What's the purpose? What's the cause? I mean, I've seen your work. I've seen your, you know, you are actively out there all over social media and LinkedIn and you guys are doing interviews, lots of video, lots of engagement. Um, mm -hmm. What are you seeing in terms of like the reasoning behind it? Like, What's your, what's your cause? What's your purpose? As Simon Sinek would say, like, what's your why? The reason you get up in the morning and why should anybody care? Right. Probably the same reason I began with, with my very first career uh, at 20, 20 years old. I was in the hair industry. I just want to help people. Uh, I want to help people in any capacity. Uh, so Mark I and I can use help with our hair. So you're you're amongst. <laughs> yeah, you're amongst friends. So that's good. Yeah, but you know, I'm sure if you guys get this too, you almost feel generic sometimes saying it because anybody can say it. So what is it? helping people really mean that like kind of just take a second and dig a little deeper with that sure of course because sometimes you think you're helping people and and what you're doing is actually not helping them mm -hmm. uh, or even a business so so take for instance when we take a business on if i'm not very thorough um in understanding their goals and making sure that they actually have a marketing problem mm -hmm. and i take them on as a client I'm not helping them because I'm not actually fixing the problem. Right. Um, they actually may have leads coming in their door or they may have some, some really good engagement and a good following or, or a strong brand. Uh, but in fact, on the back end is where that's falling off. Yeah. So, you know, really helping people and understanding and getting clarity and, and what we're wanting to achieve is, is just, Oh, it hits me so good in the gut. I just absolutely love it. Hey, that's really good. Tell me a little bit, like, not just your firm and what, what they do, but okay. what, like, the founder of your organization, okay. what's his driver? What event 
did something happen in his life that has caused him to run a, he was raised a certain way or he had a family member a certain way. I always find heads of organizations that founded them, um, especially in marketing and um, service related industries really have a cause behind them or an event that triggered it. Um, what, what, what can you tell us about it? So I, yeah, I think that the, the, the owner and the CEO of Innovations Branding House is Todd Duff, and he started yeah, 20 years ago. We're 20 mm -hmm. years in business. We started as a website development. Right. As, as most of them do, right? Because right, 20 years ago, that was the new thing. Everybody needed that digital business card. Right, right. So so I, what, what has moved him to grow and to uh, maintain what we have, as well as make sure that it's it's all about um one growing the business two correctly helping people three culture but i want to move culture all the way to number one right. uh the culture that he that him as well as um some other of the leadership here they've created for us um is is immensely um overwhelmingly grateful i am overwhelmingly grateful for it uh, you know i came from a large corporation before i uh, came here and mm -hmm. uh, culture is is a big thing everybody has one so you know right. some people go they go they talk about culture like they actually don't already have one or they talk about culture in in terms of it's somewhere else yes that's a great point um and it's really what you create and what you don't allow all at the same right. time and I feel like that's why he's been so successful uh, because supportive as well as um, just very strong in those values. Um, so I want to say what drove him to, to start his own business is that at a, a pretty young age, he was a professor um, and he felt the pressure of, of someone else's schedule. Could you tell me a little more? Where was he a professor at? Uh, Murray State. Okay. So as a, higher ed professor it's either publish or perish there's a lot of pressure on people to get published right yes that's a great point um mm -hmm. and there's you really can't control your time at all so uh, so he just chose to, to split right to to be an entrepreneur yeah. so that's great interesting yeah that's very cool well, it's good to have perspective that way too. Some people start their own business and they don't have the perspective of working for someone else or, or under someone else. So yeah. Hey, Brett, thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. So we're going to take a quick break because we've got a short announcement. Hey, everyone. Wanted to invite you to learn about the rise and fall of one of the world's most iconic brands. In our upcoming episode, we're going to explore how one man returned from World War II, recognizing the baby boom that was about to occur, and capitalized on it. He grew his business in one lifetime to more than $12 billion, starting in his own father's bicycle shop. And only in a few short years, that business and that brand would be dissolved and wind up in bankruptcy court. And it's not what you think. It's not due to Amazon. It's not due to big box stores. Come find out what happened when we discuss the rise and fall of Toys R Us.
Let me ask you this. Did in the past two years, what are some of the biggest challenges you guys have seen? And you can talk about what we're currently facing in terms of COVID, how that is affected. But I just don't want to only talk about COVID because, you know, it's it's always going to be here to stay, but it doesn't mean as much today as it did a few months ago. But in a couple months, it might mean more. So that's a it's still in flux, right? Yeah. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have seen in terms of helping, be, you know, being able to grow your own organization, but also what you're seeing in your clients? Because you've got some visibility there into a lot of organizations, and that's mm -hmm. what we want to educate our listeners on. So, you know, I think our biggest challenge as a marketing agency, it's a very obscure term, marketing. Mm -hmm. So when someone has a facility and they're able to go, we're a marketing agency, what does that really mean? And what does that mean to us? So, so it could simply be some, some person in the bottom of their house and they outsource everything to everyone and it's still a fragmented strategy, right? So that's what we're up against all the time is like the people that really have an impact and can really do good things for businesses other percentage of those people you can't blame them for trying right they're 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 trying to do what they love uh, but they're they're in some way watering the impact of what an in-house full-service marketing agency can provide for a business yes that's a great point that's really been our biggest challenge is is getting around that and a belief that people you know they can't just do it online themselves right or one well, person do it right well, and, and whenever somebody does that in a silo or in a vacuum, they only know what they know and they don't know what they don't know. Right. I mean, they, they're, they're not yeah. able to see part of the, part of the, part of the benefit to working with an organization that sees a bunch of different um, small to mid-sized businesses yeah. is that you have that, that visibility into them. So, you know, if I'm just an individual web developer, I might think this style is really good, right? I might not even see the value in responsive websites or whatever, right? But if you're doing work for many different organizations and you have all this pool of talent, I just think, in my experience at least, when it comes in terms of developing and promoting a brand, there's, there's a higher wisdom together with a lot of different minds together as a team than just individually in a silo. Amen. And I, you actually put it very well. Uh, that that is a benefit and the advantage that we can have. We we can get in a room and we can have idea creation and we can shoot down ideas. We can go. That's a okay idea, but how do we make it great? And how do we take a great idea and then make it amazing? And how do we take an amazing idea and make it go viral? Right. So you go. What are the levels and how far can we push this and how great could we, can we be? Um, right. So that, so that dialogue and that open dialogue in, in creative people and professionals on a daily basis um, is so important to really getting to a higher place. So let me ask you this, did like in your clients, what, what, is there a certain type of client that you guys service? 
Is it a small to mid-sized business or does it not matter? Are they, so, you know, a certain employee size? Is it, you know, under a thousand employees generally or is it all over the place? So we, we can do small things to help local businesses and have a really large impact. Uh, but, but typically we take clients anywhere from, you know, that eight to $10 million up to um, a 40 to $50 million a year company. Um, okay. Once you yep. get a little further above that, they've actually been able to hire true professional full marketing teams that exactly. can do what we can do in-house. But yep. it's not to say we don't do business with them. But that's more project related maybe, or just solving one or two things. That's it. I'll send you our little wheel once we get off this call. Um, and it's kind of like that. That's what I speak with CMOs about. You know, yes. what part of this wheel do we need a heavy lift for you? Because you may be great at content strategy and you may be good at social media and you may be good at all of these things. But where's your high production video when it comes to actually shooting that, having the the, the actual equipment and then being able to edit and push that out is a whole different ballgame. Right. So we may fit very well within, you know, a billion dollar corporation just to do that. Sometimes it's just ideas. We have a great we have a great team that's been here a long time. So you know, for L eight is one of our clients that they just simply pay us to do ideas for them, and then they take that back. They're able to do high production video. Um, they're able to then create their own scripts from the, the the amazing ideas that we give them, and they're off and running to the races. So what is you? What have you? That's really that's good. That's interesting. Um, what have you seen in terms of how, um, you know, the current economy has affected some of the clients that you are serving? So there were one or two ways when the news came to us that things were going to be shut down. Mm -hmm. I quickly realized there's one or two ways that, that, that I can handle, we can handle this as an organization and I can handle this as far as reaching out to our clients. Uh, one was that we, we provided a great helper guide to help clients or anyone th that needed to download it through that time. What things do you need to be thinking of today, um, next week, and tomorrow? Um, the other part, I'm sorry, today, next week, three months from now, six months from now. Mm -hmm. When there's so much unknown, ask somebody to go, what are you going to be doing six months from now? <laughs> It's hard to keep right frame of mind. So uh, I felt as though it was super important to, to pick up the phone and to call every account and every client that we had, let them know we are here. We're re-strategizing on everything and every account that we have. We've provided this for you internally so you can think in these terms to help your employees, your strategy internally with your business. Uh, and so there's two types of people when things like this happen. Either one, they rise and shine or they put their head in the sand. And when you give people that choice, they quickly rise to the occasion and it's a beautiful thing. So we actually didn't suffer, neither, nor did our clients through, uh, through the shutdowns because we were able to be highly effective and they were already had a belief in marketing and had momentum. So we just continued to stay in front of those people. So we didn't lose clients um, and we've actually gained clients. Uh, now more than ever, people realize they have to have an online presence in order to be relevant. 
and you have to build a brand to last through these types of things. Right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That that makes me think along those lines of uh, social media. Have you seen since the onset of, of COVID, uh, your clients leveraging a lot more social media marketing now? Uh, they're, they're, I don't know that they're leveraging more. I think it changed the way that they speak. You know, meaning the messaging. It, we had to change the way that you know because you have to be sensitive right so in the middle of, of of covid like one of our clients is a non-surgical medical aesthetics place like they closed down mm -hmm. right so how do we continue to keep that brand when all they have is a storefront and that's the only way they can make money going you switch to education skincare at home that that, that kept the brand going. It kept them as a leader in the industry. They were very educational and they opened their doors and people are ready for, for them to begin to treat them again, right? Because they, they know about their skin. They've been keeping it up. They've relied on them for that information. They see the outcome. Then once the doors open back up, they can't wait to, to, to then book an appointment. So that would be, I don't, I don't, you know, it's just a change in messaging. It's not really was or wasn't leveraging because it's all about where uh, the eyeballs of their clients are. And if they were already there, we just have to change how we speak to them. Interesting. Now that I, I my takeaway is I listen to you speak, um, the importance of not only building a brand, but a, a strong identifiable brand that when we have turns and changes when it comes to either competition or the economy or a pandemic, that the brand itself can help sustain the organization. And that's kind of what I took away from that. It can, and it can it can be bulletproof uh, in a lot of ways. Oh, that's not too bad. But it can, I mean, we, we saw it. It was just super exciting for us, you know? Don't don't think we weren't for, for one minute scared. Like everybody was, we didn't know, right? So you go, okay, well, it's gonna go two, one of two ways. And I have, you know, amazing people around me to go one of two ways. You're gonna put your head in the sand or you're gonna rise. So and I can't yeah. let my clients down like that. Yeah, exactly. Because they're, because they're relying on you to still help them promote their business, right? They're all, it's, it's, it's kind of a unity that, that was required, uh, kind of a team effort. Right. What, in the clients that you guys see, are, have any of them, just let me ask this because we do, we're cybersecurity people, right? Have any of them experienced data breaches or anything um, that has caused risk? Um, Regardless of COVID, just in general, um, have you been involved in, 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 in any of that? Uh, so for my clients, not involved in that. Speaking for innovations, like this company, our business, insure. Insure, insure, insure. Cyber attacks, breaches, security. It's not if, it's when. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Right, exactly. So security is one component. It absolutely needs 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 to be be in place. Couldn't oh. could not could could not agree more. Well, it's like taxes. You're gonna have to pay them. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
and then and then the the way we we always look at it is you know that's the in, insurance helps with some of the bills when there's a breach but it doesn't help with the reputation right because when when a breach occurs they have to go and notify oftentimes the government is involved lawyers are involved um, root cause analysis engineers are involved um, there are um, there's requirements oftentimes depending on their industry on the time frame of when they have to do this but most often they have to notify every single one of their customers oh hey I lost your private data right or hey your private data has now been exposed and it's for sale on the dark web and the issue is it doesn't get resolved by offering free credit monitoring or anything silly like that what what doesn't get resolved is that reputational damage, right? Because almost anything anybody does today is essentially commoditized, right? We don't need to be with a certain company. We, we choose to be because we believe what they believe and we want to work together. But, but if you lose our private data, you compromise our intellectual property or you lose our financing and you cause all of these personal issues, um, you know, people, people move on. Right, people leave those companies, and uh, the rate at which small to mid-sized businesses are going under, shortly within six months to to ten months after a data breach, is nearing fifty percent. I mean, right. it's shocking. Oh yeah, no, it's absolutely. Those are all stats that are on the yeah. FBI's ICG uh, website, and it's uh, it's remarkable. Um, so I just didn't know if you guys ever got involved in any of that PR aspect. Um, like somebody comes to you and says, you know, hey, we're a law firm. We got this breach. We've got to do damage control. What can you help us with, right? Um, because if you haven't been involved in that, that's going to be something you're going to start to see, especially as as hackers start to target the uh, the the Midwest more than more than ever before. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I I can tell you how how we would probably handle something like that. I mean, you know, one, they've got to get the things in place, you know, the software, I mean, just, you, you gotta get prepared, you gotta be protected, you've gotta be, all those things. But now how do we fix it? How, how do you come back from, from something that you've lost trust and credibility and sustainability, like all of those things, you go, you have to start telling people what they need to know. Mm -hmm. Don't let someone else tell people. So if, if as a, as an, a law firm, they, they've had a breach, their reputation is just getting split wide open, right? Instead of saying nothing, you have to make sure that you have you address the issue and you begin to tell people what you're doing to fix it and also what's going to keep them safe in the future so you got to change something yeah so tell them Absolutely. what you need to tell them tell so, them again so then, yeah so let, so let me ask you this what do you guys see in terms of um some of the uh uh aspects of um uh solving some of your clients you know biggest needs 
like like when a client comes to you and says hey um you know we are you know our sales are 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 dry we really need to renovate our brand we really need to develop you know or refresh our brand what do you guys do like what what do you, how do you you know how, how are clients even defining what their brand is you know uh, so if a client comes if they call and they go we need to revamp our brand we, we need to give it a facelift my first question is always going to be why right you know, because in here here it here's the main reason is clarity in knowing what someone's asking you for is it really going to solve the problem that they're after so i have to get clarity in what problem that they're really experiencing and i need context with it yeah because maybe their sales are falling flat because they restructured their pricing and their pricing is too high well, getting a new website and a new marketing campaign isn't going to change that, right? It's so, not going to immediately change that, right? Right. So right. if in fact they go, we need to refresh our brand or we need to change our name or we need a new logo, then I go, what are you running from? What are we up against, um, right? What's not happening that should be happening? A lot of these things and it's this process of really getting someone to the point to even understand what problem they're trying to solve and then getting like having that conversation and then all of a sudden they go oh it's not a brand thing we're just not saying anything yes that's a great point i mean people go we don't need marketing we do word of mouth people know us right and let me why are they still showing mcdonald's commercials yeah, exactly. that's good stuff. That's really good. Well, I right. think we've gotten some really good stuff today. Um, this, this for me was very insightful. I really appreciate the transparency and I appreciate all the information. Um, we'll kind of, David, unless you've got anything else, I'll kind of bring it to a head. Um, so we end this, uh, we ask it, it really more of a personal question to our, our guest. So I'll ask you, as a child, when you were growing up, where did you think you would be or what did you want to be when you were a child? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. Uh... So, so yeah, that's a great question, Mark. Like you sit here today and you're, you know, servicing businesses, helping them with their brand, helping them develop it, refresh it. When you were a kid, did you think you would do this or did you, what what did you what did you want to be when you were a kid and how did how did it, how did it get from that to this? Uh, yeah, that's great. I, I love this kind of stuff. This is the juice right here for me. So you know, because we're all we're, everything that we do in life is we make those choices and we become who we are because of what happened in those years, right? Sometimes we get in our own way because of those years. So as, as a little girl, I can remember watching um, and wanting to be a gymnast. Um, I loved the way that those, those girls worked really hard. Um, they were young, but they had um, a very, very focused vision of what they wanted and they wanted to be the best. 
at what they did. Um, and I think that's all I've ever wanted. Like, I'm gonna own it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that translated into me going to hair school because that's my background. I'm a cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. I was able to help so many people for so many years um, through Hair Club for Men and Women. And helping people was where it was at for me. So then that translated into now business to business, but it's, I think it's always been about making an impact and never being okay with being okay. That's great. I love that. I love that. Excellent. Well, you thank, thank you. you so much for your time. This has been great. We're learning about uh, brands and we got to learn about people that service brands from you. And that's great. It's excellent insight. And we, we really, really appreciate it. I thank you guys. Um, and in the future, reach out. You need, you know, this is like, I love talking about these kind of things. Um, I, I, you know, let's continue this relationship. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Great. Thanks, Britt. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. I'll talk Bye. to you. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Everyone from Brandology wants to invite you to learn about the rise and fall of one of the world's most iconic brands. In our upcoming episode, we will explore one man's brand that he built from the ground up when he returned from World War II. He recognized the baby boom was about to occur, and he capitalized on it. That brand was later made public and built to a $12 billion a year business, and yet... In only a few short years, it was struck down and liquidated in bankruptcy. It's not what you think. It's not from any economic downturn or from the rise of tech giants like Amazon or Facebook. Come find out what happens. You won't be disappointed when we discuss the rise and fall of the brand Toys R Us. Imagine all of your professional or career goals coming true, and you built a business that had a great brand and employed hundreds or thousands of people. But within a span of a few short years, it was completely gone. That's what's happening in American business these days, and we want to know why. Welcome to Brandology Podcast, where we discuss the rise and fall of great brands. Your brand is everything that matters. It's your culture, finances, marketing, and leadership. It's your brand. Protect it.